What's up, folks? We're back. This is uh, Beer and Bullshit Volume 27 after a few weeks off. You're taking yeah. a little bit of time off trying to get... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I went for a little vacation. What about you, Jason? I sat around <laughs> and got really lazy. We had a couple. I had, I, I had some plans to do and I wanted to do some mini podcasts in between yeah. and never got around to it because... Uh, just kind of hanging out. What do you mean you had plans to do it? Like the the plan was so well thought out. It, it wasn't was. just like oh, a I, I, small plan. I figured it. Anyways, uh, hi, <laughs> hi, Jason. Happy. <laughs> Glad we're back. Sure. Glad we're back after uh, many of our fans were uh, clamoring. And many so as two. in like two. two. Yes. yes, clamoring for more episodes. Uh, I, it's funny how people. I saw people like downtown, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you haven't played one in a while." And those people are asking, <laughs> "How many weeks has it been, anyways?" Ah, it's like three. Three weeks? Yeah. Oh, well, that's not too bad. We, we've, done, we've done worse than that before. <laughs> we've gone on, like, I, I, I think that the people Christmas thought we actually well. got, like, canceled. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't think you get canceled when you do it YouTube? yourself. <laughs> you canceled oh, YouTube podcast. canceled us. Uh, but no, actually, uh, so I had a couple plans, uh, but still things I'm looking at doing, uh, which I think would be kind of, a little, uh, kind of fun for us to do. Uh, I guess not just I'm looking at doing, we're looking at doing. Uh, do uh, a couple different uh, formats for this. Maybe try a bit of it more of a. Uh, we can do one would be like a panel debate. Get a couple people on. Get two or three people on uh, from a different like who have maybe a different pr- perspective, and we'll, we'll we can actually try a proper debate on a certain subject. Yeah, you mentioned that to me. Like I, yeah. I think that is something that that could be interesting to our listeners. Um, and uh, ju- just having some people who I guess we'd consider. Experts, yeah, with differing opinions, but that takes time to, it does take to time get to, set up. to get these people yeah. and and get the right people, right? You don't want like some really smart people and some people who have uh, not so smart. This guy, let, let's call them like underdeveloped opinions. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that could be fun. And that then would uh, be fun. other idea was uh, just to get uh, myself and uh, or just two people, just me and you, or me and someone else, and have you as moderator or something. A single debate. People get to. We uh, a couple days before we get people to uh, give us ideas on what would be a good topic, and myself and John Belanger or you and whoever have essentially one day to get ready for, and you're going to get pro or con. We'll find out when time comes, and then you have to argue that point. Just kind of like a uh, like a debate team. See, it's, I like this idea, yeah. and I I would love to moderate. A debate between you and John, but <laughs> uh, again, Kate, you remember the idea that we had about playing this game mm-hmm. with John, where like he would just get all the hypothetical yeah. answers wrong. Yeah, we we should have a debate like that where I oh yes okay of course Jason you're right. John no uh, again wrong I don't know why I don't know where you did your research but uh, none of this is valid your viewpoint makes no sense. Just to get him going. No, that's I think some ideas we some have. Some different things with that. And uh, those couple different ideas, maybe just some more uh, uh, one-on-one interviews. But we can't do that already as it is. So we, we get in-depth as it is. Just yeah. just you and I with someone else. So no, That's true. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. And uh, speaking of one-on-one interviews, we have a very special guest joining us again tonight, returning. Uh, our mayor, Steve Black, yeah. he's going to come hang out with us. If he doesn't ditch us. Yeah, who knows? I feel like we've been getting ditched a lot. Yeah. You know? Not like ditched, but people are always like, there's always something coming up. Uh, one 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 reasoning someone gave me or or was like, ah, oh, I don't know if I can make it. The game's on tonight. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. We're not we that. can always put the game on here. Yeah. Remember last time yeah. when, we, when we had John and uh, he was getting pretty mad at us for watching the, the hockey game? <laughs> Yeah, and since then the Leafs been eliminated. 
That's unfortunate. Wow. Obvious. You knew that was going to happen. Come on. That shit. I thought this was the year. The year. Give me a break. No. You didn't. I was I was upset that the Oilers didn't go a little further. I would like to see. Yeah. That. that was fun to watch. And uh, of course, the Habs should have still be in it, but oh, you know, fuck. you can't do anything when the league's out to get you. I get it. I you know it. what? I've I've been I I've had this argument with a few of my uh, <laughs> Habs fans, friends, uh, or not no, friends that are Habs fans, and uh, the the argument I've been making is that you know time's running running out. You know, like their their window is is closing to to make some moves and win mm-hmm. and and do a, a proper cup run and actually you know bring it home. Because they they've been a conference final team twice in the last six years or something, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they've and they've they've had the team to make the run for yeah. how many years now? And uh, it doesn't seem doesn't they can't seem. pull the trigger. They, they, they got can't do it. You know what? They have no. This turning into a hockey talk. <laughs> Zero right. goal score. They do not have the, the goal score. Yes, Patrick did great. Uh, Radulov was decent, yeah. but you know what? You need you, you need a pure goal score or some or you need a star. They never have purchase. A superstar. They've never have like in since when? Well, they tried. I, I think the last guy they tried was uh, Vanek. He was supposed to be the yeah. guy. Who was gonna, that was a bust. Who, yeah, that was a big bust. That was a bust. But like you know, it's, it's you need those guys on there. And like, yeah, you have some other some some good role players, but you need those. You need you need a star. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Guess what? You need a Malkin. You need a Crosby. Like. You almost need that. Look, you need somebody now. to score the big goal when it's uh, yeah. when it's time to. You know what's funny is we're we're talking about hockey right now. I probably haven't watched a fucking hockey game since the last time that that we did a podcast and we had John here. Uh, I for some reason feel qualified enough to formulate an opinion on on a 2017 NHL playoffs, but uh, I I've, pro- I've probably watched like half a hockey game this entire season. Uh, no, it's a. I mean, I, I guess you. You you play the game for long enough, and then you just you yeah. feel like you can you know fucking enough. talk about it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what these guys should be doing. Uh, I'm probably the least qualified to talk about it. Probably don't even know the most recent rule changes. I was about to watch uh, the game two, the last uh, uh, Sens game, mm-hmm. and uh, I was walking down uh, Denise Street, just walking the dog, you know, off leash, <laughs> no big deal. It was. Pretty late because I was, was going to catch like the third period at uh, my parents' place, who, okay. right, right over here, and uh, about to turn into Denise Park, just like a couple steps away from walking into the entrance, and there's a car parked right in front of the entrance, honking and waving at me. I'm like, what the hell? What's going on? <laughs> the like, what do these people want? And they're yelling at, and they're like, bah, bah, bah. And I was like, take off my headphones. Like, what? There's a bear. I'm like, where? Oh. Where? <laughs> right there. And I, I just turned my head. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's 20 feet away from me. <laughs> All right. Just hook the dog back up. I'm like, thanks. Turn around, walk away. And they were just like, they were still honking, trying to get the bear away. I'm like, oh, whatever. Didn't look away. aggressive or anything? It was just kind of hanging out. See, tis the season, though. Yeah. It's uh, springtime, and uh, the bears are hungry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you ever had like a really bad encounter with a bear? I guess it depends what type of bear you're talking about. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, there's, okay. there's a days at the manhole. There's some days in the manhole that uh, there's been a couple of bears. And, uh, <laughs> you had to beat them off with a stick, right? <laughs> but, Again, uh, terrible language. No, I have not. I have not, actually. It's, uh, I've been. All the years you did firefighting. Well, I fought fire. We got chased out by a bear one time in Quebec. Uh, it was a bit, one of the bigger black bears I've ever seen. He wouldn't leave. He. Or I'm saying he. Uh, it would just, <laughs> it, it wouldn't leave. It kept kind of just 
prowling back and forth, coming closer to us. We had chainsaws running. We had fires like burning to get, okay. keep it away. And it uh, was not too worried about that and kept coming at us. So uh, we had about five minutes to load everything into the helicopter and get out of there. Yeah, uh, nature is a motherfucker, eh? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like we, we kind of have this arrogance that, you know, we're, all right, we live in cities. We can mm-hmm. figure out how to, like, deal with these bears. And uh, what, what's always so telling is those relocation programs. You know, how they just, like, they trap the bear. They bring it out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, it comes back two days it later. it comes back to the exact same spot. I would say uh, they travel. They can travel fifty clicks a day, type thing, or they so will travel fifty clicks a day. Fucking crazy! They literally like, and you know, if you go further than hundred clicks, it's closer to another town. I would just go to there. <laughs> go to but the no, next one. It's something ridiculous. But no, uh, I, I guess there was there was that. There's been times where you know they've been on my on the fire line while I was there, but man, they're always pretty decent. I've never had a huge issue. You've gotten along with the bears. Yeah, we've gotten along. <laughs> me and the bears. It's a covenant. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, yeah, just say, look at this this bullshit banner we're doing. Boy, we're not going to be talking about anything. It's like it's like we know what we're doing with this podcasting stuff, right? <laughs> you think after 27, or sorry, the day's 27, but 26 podcasts, we, we'd have this down pat. No, we no. don't. Not at all. I mean, not at all. I, I was listening to the Corolla podcast, and he was talking about how uh, he had suggested to uh, one of his co-hosts on one of his shows... Because like, mm. fucking Adam Carolla hosts yep. like yeah, how shows. many fucking podcasts and TV yep. shows, right? And uh, he was talking about how he had suggested to one of his co-hosts to take a, a improv an improv class. class. <laughs> Did you hear that one? Yeah. Uh, and, and the guy and, and the guy just like wouldn't do it. He's like, oh yeah, I got an improv coach, and uh, it's like, okay, show starts next week. Uh, so you know, how's it going with him? Oh, I think we're going to be meeting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we, we met for four hours. Didn't work out. <laughs> Uh, not actually pretty decent. I've, I've heard that when I was like, listening down at the gym. So yeah, maybe yeah. yeah. No, but uh, next to that, I uh, since we uh, we do have Steve come in, I think we should save some of the politics talk for him. Well, he, I have been conveniently ignoring municipal politics recently. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've watched a city council meeting uh, in like two you, months. You watch often. Eh? You're you're a diehard. Fuck watcher, yeah, I right? love yeah. I I love watching those city council meetings. I feel like. Part of me feels like I'm, you know, a bit of a superiority complex because I, I'm staying informed while the rest of the plebes aren't. But uh, no, that's that's a joke, a bad joke. But you don't have to explain that as a joke. You get it? Uh, no, I, um, I, I mean, I, I liked watching it. I felt I, I thought it was. It goes through like spouts or, or spurts of being very entertaining, right? Like whenever there's arm flailing or whatever. But uh, I, I think the. The process in which, like, I, I'm going to to determine if I'm going to like watch it or not is if I see an article from Timmins Today from like Andy Audio co- uh, like uh, covering it, yeah. and it's like a Tuesday after a city council meeting, and they, there's some fucking big headline about like so and so uses the s word or <laughs> you know. Te- uh, what's the expression you use a lot? Like tempers flare, or, you know, insults halt or uh, uh, tossed around at city council meeting, and then I know to go back and watch and, and stream episode. it and, <laughs> that episode of council meeting. As the world turns. Oh fuck yeah! No, no, that's good. Uh, but I mean, I, I hope that we have a lot to like talk to the mayor about because I, I feel like he's going to want to talk about the the festival that's coming up. Obviously, have yep. you got your ticket? 
Yeah. I see your old man's playing now. Yeah, he's in now. Yeah, yeah. the Shaft well, I've been opening for like April Wine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems very appropriate. No, that's cool, man. Be cool. I'll be there. I'll be watching. Fuck yeah, no, why I bought, not? I literally bought my tickets, uh, I think, opening day. Like, yeah. Day ticket sales were on. And now it's funny. Doing um, your part to, to, to get us back in the, in the black. <laughs> hey, back in the black. Uh, <laughs> I just thought of a bunch of jokes I should say, but I'm not going to. Uh, things going through my head. No, but like, I, I bought right away, and now I'm like, I should just go spring and buy the VIP stuff. Like it's only a couple of little extra, but I'm like, well, no, because then I'm still, I'll be total, you know, eight hundred bucks in. I'm not, I'm not getting that far, and just, just That's a lot of fucking money. It man. is, but you know, hey, whatever. You pay VIP other places, it's, it costs money. But like, I just, I thought about it, and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm not doing. It. I'm, I'm, I'll be good. General admit, the general pop, just <laughs> general pop. It's like you're in prison. <laughs> uh, did uh, have you heard recently how we're doing financially on this uh, on this front? What the no, the I'm, most recent reports were? No, have you? No, or I have not. From- Maybe we can get it sh- sh- right from the horse's mouth. I wonder what kind of spin he's going to give oh, us. God. And I'm just looking forward to people commenting on this pod about us having the mayor on being another prop and us being a propaganda arm of uh, city hall so i'm pretty pumped about with that yeah i'll, I'll, I'll that. call him dear leader a few times you know just uh just to prop him up a little bit you know uh well, you do have to kiss his ring when he walks in well yeah but we're not we're not gonna air that no 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 we're that that that's just you know something private that uh, individuals do amongst each other. <laughs> so uh, that said, we're pretty stoked to have uh, the the mayor on the podcast again. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, interesting stuff. Uh, hopefully, he's got uh, a lot to talk about because uh, it doesn't sound like we have a whole lot to talk about today. <laughs> it's funny. I've been, and I guess it's just a fun part about doing podcasts. Uh, whenever I'm I'm driving or at home or doing whatever at work and i'll think of something i want to rant about I'm like oh my god perfect i got something to go bitch about i'm gonna save it for a podcast <laughs> the problem is i don't write shit down and i have the worst memory okay so, but you don't need to you don't need to necessarily remember an entire rant you I just, just gotta the remember the subject exactly yeah. and you still can't remember the oh, subject. I, I had i literally had t- i remember like oh i got two good ones this will be good. I'm going through with this. Oh, it's gonna be perfect. I'm and going li- through with I this. Completely. It's like you know, like I had you know all stupid rant, like oh, you know, light bars. I just want to go on about it. But oh yeah, stupid, stupid but fucking light bars. It's. I'll just then like. I will have a perfect thing. And I'll even think, oh, there'd be a couple of funny things to say. Awesome, perfect, oh, perfect rant, and then just forget it. So, like, if you have a horrible memory, like I do, <laughs> write it down. Write things down. Uh, so brutal. Just a couple tips for. Uh, you should uh, definitely rant about you know people who don't write shit down. Yeah, it's kind I of an important it, thing, though, it because kind of like important. there's, yeah. I, I never yeah. really understood this idea that people, you know, like um, you go to restaurants sometimes, right? Yeah. And there's like, I, I don't know if I've never worked in the the restaurant industry, so I don't know uh, if this is kind of like a badge of honor for a server not who like, to write it down. doesn't have to write it down. They they do one of these. Oh, I got it. I got it. Fucking eight people, eight people at the table, and you're like, you're not gonna write any of this down. I got it. It comes back. There's fucking nothing. You know, nothing right. Wrong salad. There's fucking you know tomato on my burger. Uh, Like I, I don't. I never really understood how because obviously if that happens, it's probably not the first time that that's happened. <laughs> like you got the order wrong. Oh, and and you're very apologetic yeah. afterwards, and you know, and make the corrections. But 
like you should learn from that, right? You you'd assume that every time that's ever happened in a restaurant that you've been at, like that the next time yeah. that guy's writing the I fucking write. order down. But somehow <laughs> these people still kind of you know, just, <laughs> it's just know, uh, someone in the restaurant industry, uh, Nick Shinyak. Well, people, you, you should yeah. tell us—is that like a badge of honor? You, for, uh, yeah, yeah. If you don't have to write it down, the best is I had. A, I remember being at a uh, at a restaurant, and I'm there with a couple friends, and uh, we're talking about what is what's the customer gratuity now? Do you tip fifteen percent? Is that the going rate? Is it ten? Is it twenty? And I'm like, wow, it's fifteen. That's it's fifteen percent. That's I think the going rate. I think it's always been, and that's that's what it should be fifteen percent. Getting some feedback here, but do you, do you hear anything? Yeah, no? a little yeah. bit, yeah. just some buzzing. I think it's the computer. Oh, jeez. Sorry about that, Jay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I can still hear. It. Anyways, uh, might just be my my cans. Uh, yeah, there you go. No, I just can't hear myself. But no big deal. But we're t- uh, talking about fifty percent, and uh, the one girl said, "No, well, I worked in in the industry before. It's twenty now." I was like, well, "No, no, I've never heard it being twenty or twenty five percent now, or whatever it was." I'm like, "No, it's it's fifteen. That is that's the rate." I'm telling you, it's twenty. I'm like, "No, no, it's fifteen. That is the rate. That's all I know." And I asked everyone else, and most people were about fifteen range. And she's like, "Let me ask the waitress here." <laughs> Turned around. What is it now? Is it fifteen or twenty percent? The waitress is like, oh, twenty percent. I was of like, course, she got a fucking yeah, say fucking horse shit. She has a horse in this race. She's not going to say fifteen. <laughs> ah, go be nuts. See, I don't, and and this is why, like, I don't understand. Well, I mean, I understand the concept of tipping, like this idea that you're going to give a gratuity to, I guess, reward good service or yeah. whatever. But it, it's it's kind of become part of people's compensation now, yeah. right? Do you and ever not tip even when you have kind of shitty service? I still kind of, I still tip something. I, I've never walked Do you know the there. ones that drive me nuts is the places that have not provided you any service and yeah. they still prompt you for a tip on the fucking, yeah. on the machine. Right. Like, like how much uh, do you want? Do you want to give a flat amount? Do you want to give a percentage? I don't want to give anything. Like yeah. you, you just I I grabbed my food at the sushi shop in the fucking cooler and I brought it here and you <laughs> rang it in and now you're asking me for a fucking tip. Like where where am I living? I just came back from the Dominican and some like they fucking wait there and they'll look at you and at least the person asks you and it's yeah. not a machine. The guy sits there and he goes like, "Hey, you got a tip for me?" Uh, sure. That was a terrible accent, by the way. But yeah, what is that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. I don't He's know. From Cap. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, man. You got a tip for me? He's <laughs> from Cap. Oh uh, no. Um, so yeah, that I, I mean the the whole practice of tipping, like it, this idea that you know businesses are able to pay uh, servers mm. less money than. The, the minimum, minimum wage, wage they, just oh, no. because they get gratuities. Yeah, like I don't know, maybe maybe I'm not seeing the whole picture because I've never worked in it. But uh, I would I would love to be enlightened by some uh, YouTube or Facebook commenters. <laughs> I'm sure they could give us uh, an earful uh, on that. So that said, Jason, what else has been going on with us these days? I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. Also, you know, we haven't been in the same room talking about bullshit. Maybe at the gym. Yeah, the so, gym. Well, can you tell in, in the showers? <laughs> That's we we I frequent the steam room very often. <laughs> it's uh, that's where the real workout starts and technically ends as well. <laughs> it finishes and, and stops. Uh, no, next, uh, really, not much going on. Uh, pff, I don't know what's new. Uh, I, I'm I'm the boring one. I don't have the kid and I don't have the band. So uh, 
I got nothing. I played a show at the working class this past weekend, and um, it was lots of fun. Um, I was a little bit worried uh, initially at the starting of of the night when there was, uh, I'm going to say, zero people (laughs) in the bar. I was like, oh, fuck. And and there was these bands that that came from Montreal. One band came from France, which they were absolutely amazing. I'm hoping to get some uh, video online. Just to clarify, every goddamn band who's played at the working class, as you've seen, has been absolutely amazing. And stellar, awesome, great, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You've never given a bad review of a band that's played at the working class. Or that, or that you've played the same night, or have gone through a watch. You always have given absolutely amazing. Oh, they were, they were insane. It was you nuts. Know? It was nuts. I bought a T-shirt. I bought first thing. I bought a T-shirt right away. And the album. Oh, they're awesome. Do you, do you know how I pick my like my critiques of bands? Uh, I grab a dart and I throw it at a dartboard that's full of like just positive adjectives. <laughs> this is like awesome. Got me so stoked. <laughs> no, okay, but this band was really, really good. Sometimes I feel like. There, it, it's almost it, maybe you just buy into the whole atmosphere of being in that place, like I do, anyways. And uh, I feel like it's it, it almost feels impossible to say, yeah, you know what, I had a really great night, but that band fucking sucked. I'll be honest. There's been many times I've gone, not many times. There's been a few <laughs> times where I've gone I'm like that was shit. It's because you get too drunk. Yeah, but you're not a hardcore fan or anything like that. So if you if I drag you out to a hardcore show, you're. Uh, Sitting there, my arms crossed in the corner. <laughs> like, like an old man. I've been told a lot of times, Jay. You're like a Walking Hard Times oh, article. Yeah. Like they're like Jay, fucking like look like you're having a good time. I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And also drinking. So this band yeah. fucking sucks. I just uh, McCaver told me the same thing at the open mic night that he uh, he he did his first uh, gig at, where I was just sitting in the back at one point, just kind of my arms crossed. Just Is this listening. the one we went to? Yeah, just sitting with my arms crossed, and McCaffrey came up to me like, fuck, Jay, like, look like you're having a good okay, time and we, laugh. We had a fucking great time oh, that yeah. night. I guess like, it was just the one that I wasn't really, I wasn't paying attention anymore and just kind of just drinking. Hey, he uh, that, speaking of that, that's something to talk about. We had uh, uh, we had Rick Lemieux on the podcast. Well, you, you did the podcast with him, and uh, he's taping a TV special, right? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna be make jokes about him now since he's, I mean, he can take it. <laughs> he's a real. Is comedian. it a TV special on local Timmins television? No, no. I think or is it like a comedy type of thing? Like, uh, what's going I heard on here? he struck a deal with Netflix and uh, <laughs> he's got uh, two hour long specials that like, uh, uh, are going to be airing separately. So uh, <laughs> um, yeah. almost. Uh, you know, Chappelle-esque like, yeah. conversation. I'm looking forward to the opening sequence where he's just walking the mean streets of Timmins and his like... As Batman. <laughs> As Batman, yes. You know, I dig his Batman suit because it's... I'm not sure if it's a Batman Forever Batman. No, it's, it's, I think it's like Batman Returns Batman suit. Like, it's it's an older Batman suit. It's not the current, like, Batman's... I, I dig the suit. I, I like it. Yeah? Yeah, I like that one. I, like, I can't recall it right now, but it's not the... Like Batman and Robin Batman suit with the nipples? No, no the nipples. George Clooney. I don't one? think there's nipples in it. No, <laughs> it looks more like a, a, yeah, it looks like Batman Returns. Yeah, Batman with the, with oh, the penguin the, and all that stuff. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Batman movie, like um, that Batman Returns movie. I think I've got to say that's the best one. Batman Returns. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, excluding the newest. No, no. The newest Batman trilogy. Returns, man. No, no, that's a. You still think? Yeah, it's the best. You're not. You're it's not a dark, fan of Christian it's Bale. Dark. I didn't mind a Christian. It's very good. Awesome. Yeah, great. I still think Batman Returns is the best. And the best Joker. I'm sorry. Was the original? It was like the. I guess Jack Nicholson. Yeah, 
Jack Really? Nicholson. Yeah. Something uh, about him, his smile is more cerebral. It, there's something about it. Cerebral. It was, it was something about it, man. It was, was Did you look that word up? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was scary. Jack Nicholson's a crazy no, I, I thought I was awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, the Heath Ledger one was like, oh, look how crazy he was. Yeah, I, I get it. And I think there's a bit of a, like, and I, I sound like a huge ass, but yeah, he passed. I think that kind of pushed the how good of a joker this role was. I think it was like some sympathy type of uh, praise. Yeah, but people loved his it, it loved that role way before, and loved that movie way before he. Well, not way before, but Wait, before he, he died, before he got released. What? Yeah. No, pretty sure. No fucking oh, way. I'm up. looking this shit oh, up. Look, release okay. date. Right. You, you talk to the folks while I, I look folks. this up. Yeah, awesome pod. Yeah. <laughs> Great pod. Yeah, you, you uh, tell the people what what they can expect. I'm telling to, you. Uh, but first of all, anyways, not as good as. That's Jack. Jack was way better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Jack Jack Nicholson's a a good actor. So wait, he died January twenty second two thousand eight, and The Dark Knight came out. Released. What did I say? What did I say? January twenty second. January twenty second two thousand eight. You are right. As, July eighteenth, two thousand eight. Fucking always. Wow, that's fucked. What do you say? July? I, why did I not did you say July two thousand eight? Yeah, it came out July eighteenth, uh, two thousand eight. So like, pretty <sighs> much seven, seven. Weird, weird. Jason's yeah, yeah. correct again. It's yeah, uh, okay. Right. It's tough. I don't have time to pay attention to this, sh- this shit. Like when celebrities die and when movies come out. Speaking of movies, <laughs> I, I feel like we're jumping from topic to topic oh, here, but that's fine. Whatever. This is like rapid no one, fire podcast. Don't worry, guys. I know you're not uh, you're not interested, but stick with us or just <laughs> skip forward to like minute forty. Minute forty with the mayor, unless we get ditched, and then we're gonna be sitting here. You're gonna skip to minute forty. We're just gonna, oh fuck, juice, goddamn mayor. Anyways, uh, speaking of movies, uh, went to the Timmins Film Society. There you go. Yeah, last, uh, not last night. Last Monday. of the year, last yeah, of season. Yeah, and it was uh, Hello Destroyer, uh, a silent film. Apparently, just about <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you like it? Tell me. Like, and be honest. Well, no one's gonna listen. Like, don't. Did listen I? To shit. Did, did I like the movie? No, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I, I thought I was gonna it. love it. I, I thought crazy I, it. I really thought I was gonna love it. Maybe it's just because of the whole like hockey aspect of it. But um, there was. Uh, little to no dialogue in the movie, uh, which I mean. To be fair, a lot I, I of the hockey know. guys I know don't really <laughs> say much either, <laughs> or point. have nothing much to add. So. Uh, are you sure about that? Have you seen Letter Kenny? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they should have got those guys to play the hockey players in that movie. But uh, yeah, I, I wasn't too crazy about it. It um, I, I found the most entertaining part of the night uh, the co- color commentary that was going on in the crowd. <laughs> Behind this you, one, I didn't hear that. Someone fat, else told me that. Yeah, one, one fat dude, he's just like sitting across the aisle and like two rows behind me. And the, uh, obviously, there were many silent parts in this movie. There was no score at all. None. There was one song that played during the closing credits, credits but yeah. there was no score. And uh, <laughs> uh, during one of the many silent parts, he would blurt out things like, Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, like, this was a documentary that was just blowing his mind, you know, about, like, the way hockey players are treated. And, uh, you know, s- spoiler alert, didn't don't want to kind of make this, uh, don't want to ruin it for anybody. But uh, the, whole asp- the whole thing about the film is that he ends up 
you know, hurting another player, and then his team deserts him. He gets yeah, kicked out of, out of his, control, uh, yeah, and his life spirals out of control. The um, only thing I was upset about, or I was upset a few things, but one big thing. Sorry for cutting you off, but no, I will. No uh, was uh, there was these weird glances with the billet mom? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, this something's gonna yeah. happen. I'm gonna be able to jack to something later. <laughs> Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I thought the exact same thing. Because <laughs> right, right at the starting there, she just looks at him. So I have you all to myself. I'm like, okay, this is fucking young blood all yeah, over again. Awesome. Like yeah. the billet mom that just sleeps with all the players. And then she does this tie, and they kind of like this weirdly look at each other. Do you want it a little longer? A little longer, tighter. <laughs> and it's just like, no, I'm okay. Oh, and he had the like uh, the voice, no voice. Yeah. Oh there. god. Uh, but yeah, no, that that fell apart that pretty fell, quick. That you know? fell apart, and then uh, like I'll I'll give it one thing. I'll give it props props uh, props to is that uh, it does kind of depict one thing. Right, it's like you know one thing about like junior hockey and stuff like that. You get hurt, or it, it's it's easy if you get hurt. The team doesn't really fucking got your back. They don't got money to be supporting you. They don't got your back. You get hurt, or you get in trouble. Not get hurt, get in trouble. You know, like there's only so much they can do, and the thing that sucks mm. is you fuck up once, you're done, you're you're gone. Like he really, and like, yeah, it's a video a movie. And they don't really show, or you see the hit, but it's not really doesn't look like anything. You just find out that something, bad yeah, yeah, it. something bad happened. But it's like, and- you know, one hit from behind or whatever, and it's like, yeah, okay, that happens. First, like you know, I guess it depends how how egregious it would be, but like you screw up all that in junior, even if you had a perhaps a promising career. You can be screwed pretty quick with one mistake, and really, you're just a kid. You're like a 17, 18 year old kid yeah. screwing up, and you're out. You're done. It's well, just... I, I think the the whole point of the movie was to kind of highlight the violence in hockey and how like mm-hmm. it, you're you are at every turn kind of encouraged to be more aggressive and encouraged to to kind of act out that aggression on the ice and like, but there's not a lot of talk about straddling that line. The only talk that's uh, the, where, where it comes down, well, in my experience anyways, in uh, straddling the line was, uh, you don't want to take stupid penalties. Right. Right. So it's, it never comes down to like the possibility and it's a real possibility. Like it's a fast game with like guys wearing fucking suits of armor that are going out there trying to fucking hurt each other. Uh, It's reasonable to expect that some people are going to get seriously hurt throughout Mm -hmm. the time span of like... When you play hockey, hockey you're taking... what was that called? I can't. We need some of our lawyer friends, like the 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 Will Wesses, to tell us what the term yeah. is. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, when you you take hockey, you're, you're taking, uh, you know, you understand, and you're taking an onus that you might get hurt. It's things happen in this game that would not happen in in ordinary life. Mm. That you know, you're taking that that responsibility and that that danger in your own hands and mm. allowing yourself to be on the ice because shit will happen. Which is always kind of confusing when like there's a, a borderline hockey play and someone wants to sue because of it. Well, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I don't understand how things get um, escalated to the courtroom. Yeah. Then if if that's the case, right? That that everybody's kind of play at your own risk mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I guess we don't really live in that kind of world uh, anymore. Anyways, yeah, not when, um, not in the world of Corey McGee would get kicked out <laughs> night after night for hitting from behind. How many yeah, hitting from behind? Talking about I thought this was the story of how Corey many, McGee. How many hitting from behind? Uh, None. 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 Five. None. Six? No real ones. 
<laughs> they, oh, well, they always had their their, their everyone, chest to you. Everyone everyone turned. Well, they all turned. They all turned. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> just keep in mind, our listeners here, that all of this hockey talk is coming from guys who've never played more than double-A midget hockey. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played my entire life, but most of that life has been uh, men's league. Men's league, and, beer league. Well, you know what? It's it's. It's coming on that. Like, what? What yeah. are we? Thirty-one now? Thirty? Thirty-one? Oh yeah. And you play uh, just as much of the, as beer league than you have of, of minor beer league hockey. and pickup hockey. As I've played played pickup or uh, yeah, minor hockey. Well, I we played minor hockey until we were like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Right. Well, so we're we're getting since the we're age of there. like three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Did pretty it well. That. We're we're at that. We could, it's a fifty fifty split now. <laughs> oh, um, sad. Man, that sad. is sad. It's funny because I'll still think about playing like playing minor hockey and it's like oh man oh, i wish i could play again and like you think about that shit like that that was your own that was your life that was my life or the only thing i really cared about growing up when i was played like seven days yeah, a week? 13 14 that's all you want to do it was crazy and our fathers would just abuse us and yeah <laughs> non-stop verbal abuse oh yeah well, they showed the in this movie you'll see a, a coach uh flip out and break a stick on on a wall I know a certain Mr. Dean McGee <laughs> who would show this guy what's up. First of all, Fuck yeah. better swearing. McGee, McGee had much better vocabulary when it came to swearing. And also did not take five whacks of a stick against the wall to break it. Just one. Just one. Clean through. Done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, Jimmy Beardsley, 75 bucks after that. Uh, <laughs> that was still one of the best, the best things ever. And like, I'll buy you a new cor- stick. Uh, Dean comes in. Don't fucking let him do that ever again. Next time, or if I would have been your age or been playing, I would have broke his fucking arm. Grabs the stick, breaks over a rafter, clean through, <laughs> and this and like who sick was this? Jimmy? All right, Jimmy. Sorry, I'll buy you a new one. And walks out. We all just start laughing. So this the super intense yelling and like literally verbal abuse just turned into us laughing hysterically. I feel, I feel horrible that this stuff is coming back to haunt my dad now. Years later, in the form of a podcast, he's going to, what's this shit? People keep stopping me in line at the grocery store telling me I used to abuse their kids. What the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, you, were you Black Pearl? Can't remember. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. I, I remember we had, we had, uh, oh. Oh, I think we, oh. uh, we may have a guest uh, that we need to bring in here. All right. So uh, we're going to take a short little break, little one, and uh, we'll be back with our mayor, Steve Black. All right. And we are back with our uh, guest, returning guest, our mayor, Steve Black. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing well. Pleasure yeah. to be back. You happy to be back? Always. Yeah? You're bailing us out tonight. Uh, this was a little bit of a Closer last to minute. Mike. Yeah, you might have to pull yeah. the mic up Come there. On. Come on, you're a politician. You gotta. You know how to speak hey, to the mic every Monday. Sometimes I get in trouble for speaking too close to the mic. Serious? I, other times I leave it on and I breathe and people make comments about that. <laughs> <laughs> Will you please stop breathing in the mic, Mr. Mayor? <laughs> uh, so how have things been? Busy. Things yeah? Have been, uh, good but busy. Good but busy? Gearing uh, up for the big festival? As I was told today, there's 38 days. So. <laughs> 38 <laughs> days? That's it. Jesus. Yeah, it's coming uh, It's coming quick. I got the week off. What about you, Jay? I don't the week off. I got tickets. Yeah? yeah. You got tickets? You're going to be checking out shows every I'm only a block away. I'll be able to walk over. Well, it's going to be pretty huge. Like we're, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think people uh, have quite wrapped their minds around uh, eight days of a pretty kick-ass party. 
Yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, obviously, it's been a long time in the uh, making, so I think staff uh, who's been doing the most of the legwork uh, and those of us on the committee are, are eager to see it uh, come and actually see the benefits of uh, the last few months of work. But uh, a lot of people around the community are pretty excited. And when you look at the number of people coming into the community uh, from outside, I don't know that you can name too many events that have drawn that many people into the community. So it should yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're pretty stoked. And I think they're, the the majority of people have kind of come around to it as well eh? even the naysayers have, have come the, around the majority is a good word yes yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to say the the vast majority of timmins that uh it, you know what uh, as i said last time on the show anything you do you're gonna have some who don't support it and i got mm-hmm. a, a small following that uh, doesn't support anything i do <laughs> but um, are those people still not supporting it oh you know even after oh, yeah. seeing it come together oh they're not diehards not supporters it's yeah. awesome so, oh, I love watching the footage. I still don't understand what the point of that would be. Well, when, you, when you look at it, I mean, last time we did the the number crunching, there was over 10,800 t- tickets sold in Timmins. So when oh. you think a quarter of our population is going to be at this mm-hmm. event, uh, there hasn't been too many events where even a quarter of our own population has mm-hmm. come out and attended, uh, let alone paid to come and attend. So yeah, no kidding. It's uh, definitely, I think, the overwhelming sentiment in the community is very positive, very excited about it, looking forward to it. Uh, I've talked to a number of families who have people coming back from all over the world that haven't come back home to Timmins or haven't visited their family in Timmins since they've relocated here. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great opportunity for us to, to show the community and have a little fun. Yeah, an event to bring people kind of back home, right? This will outdo... Uh, an event in Timmins that had a like ten percent population to show up to the event. It was in 1941. It was the Kinsman Club what? of Timmins hosted an event of a mock mock hanging of Adolf Hitler. And 2,500 <laughs> people showed up on on Third Avenue to watch it. Is this the second best attended? This is the first. It's just beat it out. Just beat it just out. Beat That's it actually in the Timmins Ontario like. A guide, a hundred year anniversary thing. I don't know if you read that. He's it's always well researched. It's a great <laughs> fact. Great fact. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad we have uh, probably a more positive event. Uh, <laughs> you mean there won't be any effigies hanging at this uh, this event? Not inside the event. No, that's for sure. <laughs> the naysayers on the other side of the event. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're right to protest. Right, peacefully protest. Okay. Uh, no, so I just totally just shit on Steve. So, <laughs> so, so you're, it's you an interesting fun fact. You know, you always get fun facts when you do this show with you guys. <laughs> I, I did not know that one was coming out. That, that's good. Uh, did uh, you mention that there were people that have been mentioning to you that there's uh, family coming from all over the world? What, like, what are some of the places that uh, the ticket sales have? Well, I actually had uh, one couple up, and they came and apologized because they watched the council meetings and they watched how we rhyme off the different countries that people are coming from. And they, yeah. they said, Steve, we're sorry we cost you a country because we bought tickets for our family that's coming from Thailand, but we bought the tickets here locally. So oh. so you actually have people <laughs> coming from Thailand as well that, that aren't counted in your number. So yeah. it's, it's neat to hear. We've, we've sold uh, a few in the States and across the States, uh, a couple overseas. So it's it's really interesting just to see the people and really hear the families that are excited that their family is going to come visit them in Timmins. And usually they're the ones making the trips down south to attend Mm -hmm. these type of events or get-togethers with their family. And now to have the opportunity to have their family come up to Timmins, it's good. I see people starting to post, does anyone have a room for rent? Because most of the hotels are pretty booked out for the week. uh, And people are looking at uh, finding bed and breakfast styles or... Uh, Airbnbs type yeah. of, uh, of rentals, so it's uh, going to be great for the community, great for the businesses in the community to have that many people out and enjoying themselves for a week. Yeah, no, that's great, and I think that uh, like this is one thing I've been telling a lot of people that I've that I was talking to that would have 
you know, their doubts about this idea are, are so many of these people going to be coming to Timmins, like of yeah. all places, Timmins, right, to come see an event like that. Well, the event is is large enough in scale. It's it's um, it, it's something that's of high enough caliber that. The, the it's tapping into that underground mo- like uh, culture of people who just follow these festivals mm. around throughout the summer, right? And uh, to to come for for eight days in Timmins, I, I I could only imagine. I mean, I'm no economist, evidently, but uh, <laughs> I, I could only imagine the, or the economic effect <laughs> or wordsmith. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's going to be it's pretty pretty exciting times in Timmins. So uh. well, I always think it's interesting. People say like, why would people come to Timmins for this? Blah blah blah. Like Rockfest, you have the small little town in Quebec. It gets packed for just a punk rock concert, not just a punk rock, but just a huge a punk, punk, rock punk rock concert. Asshole. It was a huge and like you know for guys who enjoyed punk rock in high school. <laughs> it's, I love it because like oh, it's all the bands I used to listen to growing up. But like it, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's a small town flocks of people go to it like yeah. i don't know how many like you've been there how many people show up to that thing there are fifty thousand people yeah. at uh wait yeah the one i went to was fifty thousand people it's nuts yeah. well and, that, and that's the thing right when you look at these festivals and the ones that have been around for a while a lot of them are in the smaller communities uh, i mean we got keith urban flying in and he's flying in from dauphin manitoba which is <laughs> uh, a city which is probably about a quarter or a fifth the size of timmins and has a huge country music festival every year and sees yeah. tens of thousands of people come to their community for that so they definitely have the ability to uh, attract people and, and set up something and the unique thing about ours is uh, you get all, obviously the concert goers but having that eight days of international fireworks competition mm-hmm. is going to be something uh, really special and when you see the different people saying what they're looking forward to and of course you get the keith urban comments yeah. and the headley comments uh, but the number of people saying the fireworks uh, is encouraging too so i think it's going to be something unique uh, when you can book a week's vacation and see a full international fireworks competition plus the great music lineup we have it's definitely a uh, it's been a, a long process, a tiring process mm. to do the work to get us uh, to that point, uh, but it's going to be a, a pretty exciting week for the yeah. city of Timmins. Yeah, and uh, are, you, are you guys still getting a lot of flack for the uh, fiscally responsible side of things, Feel people feeling as though uh, well, I th- think this may be a financial bust? Yeah, I think there's always going to be those comments, and I mean, if the festival loses uh, a few dollars at the end of the day, there's going to be those people that say, we shouldn't have done that. Um, when you look at the city of Timmins, everything we do is resident, uh, revenue negative. We, mm-hmm. we don't make money on anything but the airport. That's our profitable uh, side of the, the, the organization. <laughs> um, and the rest of it is not so. Our arenas don't make money or anything we're involved in. Our transit system doesn't make money. We subsidize it. Uh, so uh, there's been so much focus on the, the fiscal bottom line and when we were going to go, whether or not it was going to break even, which is actually... Unfortunate that that's been the the uh, approach and the discussion constantly ar- around the event because most communities would be celebrating the fact that they're going to have you know three four thousand visitors coming mm-hmm. to their community and what it's going to mean to the community and the positive spinoffs for the hotel industries the restaurants the businesses um, which all pay taxes and need this yeah. and even just the business. morale right yeah. this idea of community pride and and people kind of. Uh, being happy that something this big and something this cool is going on in their in their community. Well, surprisingly, um, uh, a number of the positive feedback has come from uh, seniors within the community who maybe wouldn't travel outside uh, mm-hmm. the community to see a yeah, show. Yeah, like that's a good point. Yeah. Now can come see it in their own own community and, and get to see someone like Keith Urban, where normally they'd have to fly. 
down south or to another country to go to go watch them play. So it uh, definitely has its excitement uh, from all different groups. Uh, and, of course, there's always those that aren't as excited about the event. <laughs> Corey, I'm just going to ask real We're quick. Not one of them. Uh, I'm just watching a board. Uh, is this stuff queued oh, up properly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything okay. is, uh, all right, just make is sure. up there. So you just, are, uh, we're just pointing towards you a bit better. Uh, I will take a beer. Though. You will take another yeah. beer? Corey's right. not only does not only host, he also runs the board and serves the beer. So, uh, <laughs> chop, chop. So, Jason's the fun fat guy and Corey's everything yeah, else. I'm fun fat and saying <laughs> super inappropriate jokes for half the time. Uh, this will kill any political career I might ever want, but whatever. No, no, Good I enough. think it's going to bolster, bolster. your political you know, yeah, hey, These are interesting if, times we're if living Trump, in, Jay. If Trump could be leader of the not free world, free uh, world. We, anyone could do anything, really. You know what? I, I think last time we got into municipal politics pretty deeply with you and, and all the uh, tumultuous uh, stuff that's been going on with with city council. I feel like we didn't get much time to talk about like just politics in general and your politics because I mean you you've been uh, a politician involved at the provincial level as well, and it's uh, I, I feel like you know you had mentioned that Jay that we didn't get much of a chance and we did a two hour podcast with you last time. And then we stayed around here chit-chatting for another yeah. hour and a half afterwards. Man, yeah, Mayor's got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I figured that tonight might be a bit of a better opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, what the going-ons are in the world and uh, what uh, what your views are on a lot of things. Like, um, obviously, first and foremost, uh, there's... Trump, right? We he seems to be dominating everything, and uh, no one can even well, they, put their finger on why. What's happening? Uh, what happened today? What you happened want me to today? just yeah. randomly fucking <laughs> Google dartboard Trump Google? headline like, and see, yeah. see what the, see what happened? The new statement of the day was yeah. Are you? Are, um, I, I guess it's it's too general of a question to ask you. Are you a fan? <laughs> <laughs> Am I a fan of Donald Trump? Um, be careful now. <laughs> there's a, there's obviously a lot of uh, of concerns with what's going on uh, and, and some of the approaches. Uh, I'll be honest. During the election, uh, when he first entered the race, I was rooting for him, and it was uh, not, so this not, is not your to, fault, not to win, but <laughs> to, to see that shake you know, things up. Reality TV persona yeah, enter yeah. the world of politics just for the entertainment value of it to, to mm. throughout the campaign. And that was it, just too real. And, and then it became real as the campaign <laughs> went on and he became the presidential candidate. Uh, um, but I, I, to be honest with you, I would have had a, a tough time either way in the election in the States. I, I wasn't a big Hillary Clinton fan. She doesn't uh, come across. Uh, I mean, there, there's the whole side of she could have been the first woman president, which would have been an inspirational in that sense. But mm-hmm. as a, a person and during the campaign, she didn't inspire. She kind of stayed hands off and said, look at what he's doing. He's going to put himself under. And she didn't really campaign mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. She, she expected it to, to be served up to her. And, um, although I differ with a lot of his policy beliefs, I like Bernie Sanders. He was a good guy. He's a, a nice guy. Um, and I think he might've come out with a different result if he was the yeah. Democratic nominee versus Hillary because some of the anti-trade uh, positions that Trump gained garnered support from, Bernie was also anti, yeah. anti-trade, but he didn't have all the other factors that uh, might have hindered Trump in a, in a race where there was some policy overlap. But it's definitely been an interesting uh, couple of years uh, in terms <laughs> of American politics, and every morning is a, a different uh, – 
concern. Issue. And, you know, it, it's actually, I went into one of the schools and I went to an SK class uh, this week and the amount of the students that asked, do you know Trump? And we don't like Trump. And <laughs> do you know so, him? So when you have six and seven-year-olds asking you and, and telling you that they don't like an American president, I don't think that's something that any previous American no. president would have ever been exposed to in northern Ontario, Canada no, in terms of, of feedback. So I think that shows what it's done to the world and shaking things up. We watched uh, uh, a couple other overseas elections and France had a very similar style election uh, but came out on the other side yep. uh, of the results uh, in terms of uh, candidates which they'd support. And I think um, I like Barack Obama. I, I, policies aside, he, he was a good guy and inspirational and really fun to listen to him when he gave his speeches uh, about his views of the the world and his vision for for the states and um i think after this four years is over uh people are gonna be <laughs> wondering why they had term limits in the united states well i i feel like the people are gonna realize what real radical crazy change feels like right because they i mean i i think what led to a, a guy like Trump getting elected is this idea that people were just fed up with, with you know, politicians who had the rehearsed lines and the same old process and everything. And we just want somebody to go in there and burn it all down and build it back up, you know. And that's not always that great. You know, revolutions uh, are usually bathed in blood, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, and I mean, to be honest, I, Throughout the campaign, I thought he was playing a political game and yeah, saying yeah. what he had to say to win yeah. and maybe he'd refine himself uh, uh, very quickly after taking office and that it was, this is winning me votes and I'm going to continue doing yeah. this because it's going to get me into the... But, I thought the same thing. But yeah. that, that's that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's not... Yeah. He's not, just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's just crazy. a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't say that. Well, well I, okay, he's, he's clearly not an idiot. Like, you don't get to this level of wealth by being stupid. Like, but there's a certain the same IQ time, does not have. There's a certain... Well, but yeah, there's something I mean, missing. Some yeah. But to be fair, that, that was no one going in. You knew you weren't getting someone with the political background, mm -hmm. the polished speaking. Um, his biggest... Part of his appeal. Problem, possibly, is that he hasn't surrounded himself with people yeah. that can coach him within the system of how things actually should function and mm -hmm. what should be said and whatnot, mm -hmm. or he just doesn't listen at all <laughs> to, to those, those people and it says whatever he feels like saying at any moment and then his people have to try and explain what he just said. Um, so when you take someone who's not been exposed to political life uh, and, and throw them into the highest office in, in the country, that's... Uh, a tall order for anyone to adjust to it and know the rights and wrongs, especially if you have someone of his uh, demeanor who is used to being able to say and do what he pleases and not worry about the ramifications. Exactly. But yeah. we, say, you say that, but like we could put a very unpolished person in, into the mix, and they would know, like maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Like, oh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, there is a certain, I don't know, uh, detachment that he has from from reality, which you would, like. Well, what, what what I find the most telling is this idea that the rest of the like the White House staff and him can't seem to get on the same Ooh. page. Like they're always putting out different messages. It's like he'll get up in front of a crowd of people and you know start to feel the heat, and next thing you know, it's just something comes out yeah. that is not at all accurate. And 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 for me, it comes down. I mean, it's what the people wanted, right? You have an election, people yeah. vote, and, and he he won the election, and. 
I, I talk to not a large number of people from the States, but in our workings and, and dealings, we talk to a, a few and it's always interesting hearing and some still really like what Trump is about and the policies. They might not like the refinement that some mm-hmm. of it comes across, but they still like the concept and the beliefs that he, he supports and his approach to trade and foreign affairs that, that differs. And others are concerned and pulling their savings out of savings accounts and considering moving. And so <laughs> it, it's definitely been the most polarizing uh, election in my lifetime, obviously in years past and some of the issues that have taken place uh, in history of, of our um population there there's been some very controversial elections and, and platforms but this is in, in modern day this was a, a rebellion against politics and let's put the outsider in and watch what happens and watch them bring down the political world and the political world is definitely changing <laughs> so you're saying this is just like nazi germany i did not say that just either. Like nazi germany. <laughs> i gotta i gotta be careful to clarify what i didn't say and what i did say when i'm on here with you guys uh the beer makes us say funny things sometimes um, but you mentioned uh, something like uh, that you would have thought it, it would have been an interesting race to have Bernie Sanders uh, running against Donald Trump. Well, I mean, it was still and, an interesting race. No one, the vast majority of people didn't go into that night thinking Trump was going to win that election. So oh, right? most no. of the voters <laughs> did not think that we either. We did four hours here, yeah. and you can tell the whole mood of the podcast went from like here to yeah. ooh. It also got real boozy oh, too. Yeah. Though. So, yeah, so from election interesting standpoints, it was an interesting election. Yeah. Sure. Um, it would have been a different, um, more refined <laughs> would have been a different election with Bernie. See, the thing is, I mean, Bernie Sanders, I mean, I, I don't know what his age is, but he's pushing 70 if I had to oh, guess. Oh, he's definitely. He's actually up there with Trump. Um, be, you think so? Yeah. yeah. And he inspired the youth. He had the youth movement behind him. And that's where I think things would have got different because he would have held on to some of the support that was anti-trade and anti, mm-hmm. anti-foreign policies, but he would have also mobilized the youth who I think after he fell out of the race stayed home for, for a good portion. But yeah. what about yeah. like... 75, would, by the way. 75. Would, yeah, and Trump's 73, I think. So yeah, pretty close. Uh, the one thing I thought, though, about, about Sanders, I, I, I liked him a lot more. Sanders, Saunders. Uh, Freudian slip there. Anyways. Old hockey Bernie. coach. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Bernie uh, showed the socialist side, whatever. And I, I, for some reason, and I've said this before on this podcast, is that in America, socialism is a is a bad word. Like, you do not say that. And I, I always thought that this, if he would have got in, he, there actually might be a big swing to a Trump or someone who's more right because of of he's so so like people just start talking socialism 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 and completely scare away from it. Yes, you're you know there and but it's an interesting point. There is the anti trade thing that Trump pushed you know with NAFTA and everything else that won him a lot of votes you know in Ohio and all this stuff. So would he have been able to push like pull that swing that vote towards him or not? I don't know. And I just I just find that the socialist aspect would have been a hard hill for him to climb you know who looks like the biggest political genius in the entire american election is mike pence (laughs) he was the only one that was willing to sign up uh, and and rally on (laughs) that vice president card and he may end up becoming the president of the united states as a result you give another year and a half (laughs) well you you listen to a lot of people on the far left 
who uh well they don't like mike pence anymore their biggest fear is that uh, mike mike pence is is even more dangerous than a donald trump right um no i i think uh the coming years are going to be even more interesting. I, think, I guess we just yeah. keep throwing around that but, word interesting. When you, when you look back, like when you have a, a Marco Rubio yeah. or a John Kasich and all mm-hmm. these people who you know whether they're going to admit it or not, were probably approached to see if they'd consider a vice president run. Um, if they're kind of sitting back and saying, you know, I really don't like this guy and I, I didn't want to be his vice president, but – Man, there's a good chance I might have become yeah, president, if I, president if I would have said yes. So uh, it, it, it's it, it, interesting is the only word I can put uh, without getting in any uh, hot trouble. Uh. <laughs> Straight out of House of Cards. <laughs> that's yeah, what it is, yeah, basically. It is. Well, that's what someone Spoiler said to alert. me the other couple of weeks. We were talking at House of Cards and said, you know what it's like? It's just, it's like House of Cards, but nothing's behind the scenes. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's yeah. Right this right is there. what I'm going to do. And yeah, I'm being investigated. I'm going to fire the guy. That's so <laughs> fucking crazy, eh? Like... Just right, right in the middle of the investigation. Yeah, you know what? He's gone. not doing a good job. You're gone. Obstruction of justice. Whatever. Let's go uh, for it. Uh, 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 uh. No, that's crazy. But uh, the reason why I was bringing up the the Bernie Sanders thing is uh, maybe to shift gears and go into our own federal politics. Uh, who's been called the Bernie Sanders of Canada? Uh, friend of the show. If I may, <laughs> if I may indulge, Charlie Angus, uh, he's a leadership candidate for the ND, the federal NDP, and uh, we were talking a little bit about that that leadership race uh, prior to, and I think that's getting a little interesting now. You're starting to see some people differentiate in opinions, right? And they're going to be having a leadership debate in Sudbury. What is On it? Twenty six. Twenty twenty six. Is that what it is? Okay. I was going to be there. You were going to be yeah, there, and you're have, not going to be there? I have a doctor's appointment in Toronto i got to go to, so I have to skip well, it. that sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad, not that, a bad doctor. Don't worry. It's all good. That's okay. okay. Good doctor. All right. So if you, um, you know, if you thought that Bernie Sanders might have presented a good alternative uh, politic to a Donald Trump uh, in a U.S. federal election, what do you think of our man Charlie? I just think he would have presented a good election to watch. <laughs> for, good, po- no, no. Po- politics is like, you know what, Charlie? I- I'm happy for him. I wish him the best um, in the leadership race. Anytime you could have a potential leader of a party in your your riding is is a benefit to the riding. Um, you would hope that he would have a little more sway and a little more uh, pull when it comes to northern issues, northern policy issues, uh, finances, projects in the in the community. If if you're a leader, they usually see some perks to being that leader. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie's a nice guy. He works hard. I, I mean, I never deny that. We don't line up necessarily policy-wise uh, mm-hmm. on that front, uh, but I've told him uh, throughout since he announced his campaign, and I had a reporter call me from McLean's Magazine, and they had known that I was a previous mm-hmm conservative candidate provincially and that I had endorsed a conservative candidate federally and they were grilling me on Charlie's leadership race just before he was even formally announced as the the in the leadership race mm. and I told him I said listen he works hard and he went through well you know lots of people say he focuses too much on first nations and I said he's the critic for yeah First yeah, stations, like that's that's that's, thing. that's what his job is. Yeah. And I said, if he's doing too good of a job at his job, that's hardly a criticism. Yeah. Um, I, I know other people feel differently on, on on that issue, but the thing I've learned uh, since I took my run is you have your role when you're in an upper level government. When you're in the municipal level, you get to say more of what your personal belief is. You don't have to follow a party line. You don't have to follow a uh, role within that party. Uh, when you get to the provincial or federal level, you have roles and responsibilities and you toe the line within the party on those roles and responsibilities and 
I mean, we get it all the time on the uh, long gone re- registry vote uh, where he didn't vote as he had previously stated. And that's whether anyone likes it or not. Unfortunately, that's how the upper level of government yeah. works. The party tells you what the party's you position is and you yeah. go vote as the party says. And that's one of the things I struggled with uh, most uh, when I was a provincial candidate was, you know, if something is being discussed or, or not and, and you don't necessarily agree with it, that's the party line and you can't you go got to fall in line. You yeah. can't go out and say yeah, I don't agree with this one during the middle of a campaign because then the entire campaign focus shifts to the candidate in X, Y riding who says, yeah, he doesn't really agree with the party policy anymore. Get you the news, though. <laughs> no, but are there, are there certain things that would... Uh, like, I... I I guess there's not really any kind of set up policy that, that, that would prevent you from speaking out on certain things. It's just, uh, I, I'm sure for everybody, there are issues that if the party fell out of line with their notice personal beliefs. Often there's a certain number of members missing when votes transpire, uh, that's um, especially from the majority government. If it's something that maybe certain members don't necessarily agree with and they know they have enough votes to win the vote without those members yeah. voting. Mm. Perhaps they're given permission to miss the day. Um, to be honest with you, that's my, my biggest thing with uh, the upper levels of government. I think there needs to be a fundamental change where people are allowed to go and represent the ridings they represent and vote and speak accordingly as their people elected them to, to go vote and what's important to their region and not necessarily have to vote just because your party tables a policy. If it's not good for your area or there's concerns with your area, you should be able to vote against it and... See, and that's and it's funny that we're mentioning that in the context of uh, Charlie's run for the leadership because uh, that was one of the things that when we talked to Charlie and when I saw him uh, do his um, when he had the lead, not the leadership debate but the uh, debate uh, at the last federal election, uh, the one we went to watch at uh, TH, and um, he he basically that was a rebut to you know. Uh, the liberal candidate's uh, idea that he would, you know, there would be, Timmins would be better placed to have somebody from the party in power representing them. And his rebut to that was that, um, you know what, he, that's not how government's supposed to work. You're supposed to, uh, to represent your writing and the, your constituents of your writing. So, Basically, are, are you from your understanding? What you're saying is that that's not really how how things work. It's kind of. I think any community who has a cabinet minister is in a good position compared to any community who doesn't have a cabinet minister, and that's not a secret in the world of politics. I think any community who has a leader of a party is in a good position compared mm-hmm. to communities who have members of the opposition who aren't in such a, a profile role. There's, it's politics, and that's how the the system goes and. Anyone can tell you that, you know, we treat everyone the same and all issues get addressed with the same priority no matter where they come from. Um, it's not but the case. If you go and look and watch the next year and a half of funding and where the funding is handed out, I guarantee you there's a lot of provincial funding handed out in red target writings in the next uh, year and a half. Um, Steve Black speaking the truth. But <laughs> Dropping well, truth bombs on beer What about the idea bullshit? that, you know, like if I was a, uh, I was a, a, I was liberal can- cabinet minister and we're identifying where to send money. And I see writing X or Y next election have a good chance for liberal uh, liberal uh, uh, win. Or possibly if we bring send money there, can we swing a liberal vote that way? Like I, I always think that. I'm like, well, if I was if I was in power, like I would be identifying 
positions where I think I can go get them. Sure, the per, the, the candidate there was, would take credit for it, but it'd be like, hey, I'm going to try to get. Uh, well, I, I'm going to try to win a vote here. I, I think you're right. I think that's part of the the game. No one will admit is you identify your target mm-hmm. ridings that you think you can win, and there's things that go on and visits to that community that take place to try and swing that riding. Obviously, you think you can win any riding where you already have a seat to, yeah. or a cabinet yeah. minister, yeah. so there's things that go in to ensure that you keep those seats uh, and, and positions as well, especially when you're in a majority government position now. If you are in a majority government position, all you need to do is maintain the status quo and yeah. possibly even give up a few and you still maintain a, a majority government. So, I mean, they, they've been good. We've had some good partnerships with the, both levels of government. We've done some good projects over the years. But so when you look at something like our Connecting Link that has a $120 million mm-hmm. project and we get $3 million in year one and they talk about how they understand that it's a major project and a major highway and it needs to be done. Uh, and you look at things like Mally Drive and Sudbury that get the one-third, one-third, one-third funding. There, there's there's situations there where you shouldn't have a, a highway that that's critical to the community, that critical to the region. Um that they up and pull away with. And I understand there's limited funding in the portfolio and we got more funding than anyone else the year before and all that good jazz. But at the end of the day, every year we don't do that project or every year they don't commit the price of that project goes up, uh, with the cost of escalation and inflation and it becomes more expensive than it was the year before. Mm-hmm. So we talk about 3% escalation uh, on c- construction projects or capital projects, whenever any financial expert or consultant comes in to give us guidance on our capital plans and, they say usually it's a 3% escalation. Well, you look at a $100 million project that's going up $3 million a year. So we got $3 million one year, and the project's gone up $3 million. So you might cost. as well not not so, have gotten that $3 no, million. The, the $3 million <laughs> is very good. We're, we're very so happy want, so we got nothing. it. nothing. That's what you're saying. The, you the, the positive comments we heard on that stretch of highway after it was all said and done, despite the negative comments uh, as it was being done. It's um, beautiful. I love it. It's, those it's, negative comments? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see that. I'm glad. We're never here. Heard <laughs> no, but isn't kind of coming back to what uh, we were talking about with Trump and what led to a, a Trump presidency uh, in U.S. politics? Anyways, isn't that yeah? Trump didn't win many outside of U.S. Uh, elections <laughs> either. I don't know why you have to clarify that <laughs> part, clarify. but whatever, whatever, man. I'm just uh, we're, we're talking here. Uh, the The reason why I'm saying that is because isn't this what people are feeling disenchanted about when it comes to politics is this idea that it's supposed to run one way but it actually runs this kind of secret not so secret way that everybody's kind of just being cynical about and like yeah you know what it it all depends on who you can send to ottawa or who you can send to toronto well i mean i mean i think that comes in on the major major events major major projects i mean just this year, you go look at how how many dollars and, and do the analysis of where, where the money was spent uh, on the 150 celebrations and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, I, I just, all the politicians work hard and they do work somewhat together, but I, I just think it's not a case of you're not going to get anything if you don't have the right person there. We, As I said, we've done a lot of great projects here in the city of Timmins mm-hmm. over the last uh, few years and had partners at both levels of government to do that. I just think you get the little extra bonus sometimes when you have a cabinet minister who's in charge of a portfolio. If you look at uh, Timmins District Hospital, I'll say it opened during Gilles Bisson's first term, uh, but it was given the green light when we had a minister of health sitting in Timmins as an MPP. Um, So yes, uh, Alan Pope, well well minister, you know, had some pull and had some things and we we received some funding for for a new hospital. Um, Those type of things 
happen. You look around the province and you look at things like our courthouse that we've been lobbying for many years that, uh, you know, isn't in the right setup and whatnot. If you had a cabinet minister who could walk over to the minister and say, hey, in your funding portfolio, this is a situation going on in my riding. We could really use a, a new courthouse. You have that add a little bit of extra pull and whatnot to, to, to make things like that happen. But the government's set up in, in their funding formulas to try and treat people equally, and the funding formula works the way it does. And we'll all argue certain funding formulas aren't fair for us versus fair for other ones. Uh, we've seen that very frequently this mm. this year, just in our own region with the DSAB issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's going to be uh, every government funding formula that comes out. We scrutinize and say, well, why does it punish us for having a lower population than this or a higher population than this, depending on what they're trying to do with the program? Uh, but at the end of the day, um, there's probably no more challenging jobs in, in politics than being those upper level governments and trying to find something that's fair for everyone within a province. You just can't. Yeah, it's not possible. You can't right? find something that makes every community happen. So at the same time, I have a tremendous amount of respect uh, for the government, but it, it would be nice to perhaps get a few of the little <laughs> extra projects that we'd <laughs> but, like to get done. Of is, is that more of a like a, a commentary on how, how actually politics is done in province and or country, saying that... Uh, we they will only fund things and like I, I find it's almost a knock against a, a a government in power and I know it's you know I know I've I've had I do have yeah have uh, you know party line uh, you know yeah, alignments yeah, you're, you're one way to the NDP uh, <laughs> I don't have that but it's it's it is oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I've been chased out of the, those freaking debates nonstop <laughs> because I'm too. Uh, too right wing. Too right wing. Uh, but no, it's like it's it's. I find it's almost like an indictment on how how politics works and how government works. That uh, you know, because you do not have someone there, well, you're screwed. And it's like you know, regardless on this is supposed to be a fair a fair system or whatever. It's well, it's it's you know, you need the bag man there. You need you need the guy in, in charge. It just seems like it's almost more of an indictment on that and how it's you know, it, it sucks that that's how it works. Where would there be a party and you know obviously there wouldn't be but would there be a party that wouldn't run that way like that would be actually a for the people by the people type thing where it's like guess what the needs are here for this reason we're going to that for that need we're going to fix that need regardless of you know who's representing and what party they're from like it's it sucks that that's what it comes to or it seems to come to and yeah i think the challenge is i mean everywhere has needs and even when you do something, uh, you know, and, and evaluate, you get everyone to submit your priorities for asset management. Everyone submits their worst roads. Unless someone actually goes evaluates road A versus road B in another community versus mm-hmm. road C, the, the funding doesn't necessarily go towards the best thing. You know, my most frustrating thing is we've had two governments elected on infrastructure funding, campaigning that our existing infrastructure is falling apart and communities need mm-hmm. dollars to repair their infrastructure. And every infrastructure program that rolls out is about new infrastructure that wasn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't there before. So yeah, innova- innovation and technology is the word that gets thrown around by the federal government every time they give a speech. Yep. Well, they ran a campaign on needing to fix the infrastructure that exists so we can continue to do business and operate the way we do and fix our rail lines and fix our highways and fix our roads. But now you're only able to tap into funding if it falls into the innovation and technology. Or you look at the provincial funding and infrastructure, and it's all about new transit and new this and new that. Well, again, I have a highway that is critical to the life of our community, sees over 30,000 vehicles a day. That's the infrastructure funding that most residents in the city of Timmins wanted to see. So you're saying build a light rail 
all the way down with Alquin. No. Jay. Monorail. 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 <laughs> Monorail. 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 Uh, yeah, uh, Corey and I only watched Simpsons growing up. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. We can sing the song right now. We're that, bored. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Is like we, we should build a monorail. That's exactly what we should do. No, it's uh, it, it's interesting that you say that because it, it's true. Like there was um, uh, so much hysteria around, uh, like you say, the last, uh, especially the last federal election about. This idea that we're we've got the crumbling roads and bridges, right? Like that seems to be the the trope that everybody goes uh, goes around to. But the this idea that we need to re- refurbish all of these structures, existing structures, and not build new stuff. And uh, I don't know. I can only imagine that it's frustrating to, like you say, the connecting link project to not get funding for something like that and see something that gets funded that's uh, a, a new project, right? So um, I. I don't know how, like, what the solution to something like that is because I feel like governments at every level are, are, like, are lacking funds to go around. Period. Is that like that seems to be the reality? That, that yeah, I think that's always the the big challenge, right? There's only so much in the pot, and they have every MPP from every region, regardless of color, telling them that they have a project in their community that is critical and needs to be done because it is the most important project in that region. So sometimes, unless you get a system that can go across and evaluate and really judge them equally, you're, you're never going to get that because everyone goes with their number one issue uh, to the pot and says, you know, this is dire for my community because that's what they hear back home. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you can go from one community to another and see that, okay, this is the worst case scenario mm-hmm. for your community. Well, it's really not that bad. And when we had the call with the Connecting Link discussing, you know, why didn't we get funding this year? And then they sent the letter saying you don't get your money this year. And if you want to know any more information about it, please call the number. So we called the number <laughs> and said, that. okay, let us know where we're at. You committed $3 million last year and it's a $121 million project and now you're gone. So let us know where things are at. That's and they told us, they said, you know, we had 57 applications uh for the funding and there's not enough funding in the pot even though it's more than there was historically to do do them all and they were trying to knock off as many small projects as they could um again probably a good election move if you can do as many small projects in communities and complete their highway projects and not hear from them for the next couple of years because you finished their connecting link project because they have a smaller connecting yeah, link and yeah. it's only maybe a couple kilometers long, then that community is very happy going into an election saying, yep, the government came and fixed our highway. Yeah. We're good to go. Whereas if you look at Timmins and say, even if we dump $3 million in this year, they're still going to have $117 yeah. million left going into the election. They're not going to be happy. They still need another $117 million, especially with the feedback they got after the first stretch was done by some saying that uh, you know it wasn't the right project and da, da, da. when the government gives you three million dollars they expect you to celebrate and talk about how great yeah. the government is and how great the project was and so is this a problem this idea that everything all, all this stuff's got to be done on the basis of election cycles like i i understand that we've all kind of accepted this as a reality you know it's uh, it's what we do and and now we we just kind of look look at everything through the prism of what can get uh somebody reelected but it, like are are we all willing to kind of say that that's an issue because shit doesn't get done or things don't get done in the proper priority to be fair that's just our view of things looking in right unless you're sitting in any of those government chairs saying you know what this is how we evaluate them and yes timmins has an important project but so does 
mm-hmm. hundred other municipalities in the in the province of Ontario. So it's easy for us to to feel jolted every time we don't get some funding or we don't uh, take it up, and, and often we cling to that. I mean, we've been opposition now uh, for all but one term of the last 26, 28 years. Um, so that's the easy thing for Timmins to default to. But you could probably go to several liberal ridings right now who would say, yeah, we're not getting funding either. Yeah. Um, so that's just our, our perception. And I'm fair to, and I want to be fair to, to our representatives too and say, I, I get it. That may just be our perception of things and things may work a little differently if you're actually sitting in the room and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I've had discussions with cabinet ministers and we've I went through this. And I said, listen, I said, I get that you can't make a funding formula that works for everyone. However, this is my issues with the funding formula, and we get nailed four times penalized in this penalty because you penalize based on an X, Y, Z criteria, and we're at the bottom of all of them. So <laughs> yeah. by the time we get our dollars, it's pretty slim pickings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't want to be completely fair to the up-level governments or, or make it seem because I'm sure there's liberal ridings out there provincially and federally who are saying, you know, we've got a big project that we're trying to get done, and it's critical to our community, and we're still not getting the funding to do it. So... It can get frustrating from the point of view of like well, I could just imagine that being such a shitty job to have to do, right? Like you're you're more or less at the top of the pyramid, and you got to kind of distribute the money where it should go. And there's not enough money to go around everywhere. You're not going to get every project done. So yeah, I, I guess there is some level of sympathy to be had at, or to be given at at those levels. And no sympathy, I still want my money. <laughs> <laughs> we still need to fix our highway. Quote, quote in the Daily Press tomorrow. <laughs> no Black, give me my money. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it it is what it is, right? Even we make decisions with our, our funding and have to break them up between road projects and other projects and make the best we can with the funds that we have and there's always going to be people that say well you're spending money on x when you should be spending money on y or z and and those are the decisions that have to be made around the table so well it's like at every level right like i i think everybody gets to see that a little bit more municipally like you were talking about uh how they'll decide funding for different road projects uh, throughout the province well the those discussions happen even municipally, right? Yeah. Like some people feel like their own road needs to be repaired before another one. Yet there, there's a whole formula for how that, and, and I'm, well, and I'm that, assuming there's a whole formula for how that get, and that, gets. And that's attributed. the challenge, right? Usually on our roads, we have a couple criteria <laughs> that go into it. So it's the number of vehicle counts that go across it. There's whether there's any infrastructure underneath that needs to be repaired, water sewer that needs mm-hmm. to be repaired. Um, and then the status of the road itself. And when you look at the number of vehicles, well, if you got a small rural area whose road's in bad shape, but you have a road that sees 1,000, 5,000 vehicles a day that's also in bad shape, which mm. one do you do? The one that sees 20 vehicles or the one that sees 3,000, 5,000 vehicles? And that's part of the problem we have in northern Ontario is the provincial government's looking at it and says, I got 13.5 million people and 10 million people are in this core area and three and a half million or elsewhere do i do the project that's going to benefit three and a half million or ten million so you know that's that's the nature of the game we are a low population area and decisions sometimes take that into account yeah and sometimes it's and and i think we're quick to and myself included quick to frame that in you've always been quick though i've heard from many girlfriends that's always been the issue (laughs) 
<laughs> our wives not, are going to do a there. podcast one day. <laughs> They're supposed to. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I, be, I'll be their guest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've, uh, I, I've been quick, or we're, we're quick to frame it in, in a political context to say, oh, you know what? So-and-so has that representation and that's the only reason they're getting money. And uh, well, you know, sometimes the, it, it really is about that. It's allocating resources where they're going to be the most effective. Right? You know, the biggest shocking day uh, for Timmons will be if they do get that cabinet minister and they're still not getting the projects that they think. Because that is the mentality up here. And I, I agree with it to some extent and, and feel there is that potential for influence. But uh, Lord help the mayor who's in power when, when a cabinet minister is in Timmins and he doesn't get his project done. And then yeah. what? When Mr. McGee's in mayor, what, what do you have? What do you what do you have to fall backwards on? Right. So, uh, as I said, I want to be fair to our our representatives and the governments at all. They they have tough decisions and they get paper applications. Right. You got guys sitting in Toronto making decisions without getting out to visit the actual projects and say, where are we going to allocate the money this year? The culvert in Timmins, the culvert in Waterloo, the culvert in Hamilton, and they go through the criteria and try and pick based on paper applications. And they don't get to see it, right, and no. see how it, it's impacting the community in different ways. And there, I guess it all comes down to the application itself and, like, how... How it's like those financial need uh, applications that you would fill out in school. <laughs> you just like, uh, all right, how how do you, how do I make this sound so horrible that the school <laughs> give me money? <laughs> and that was one of the uh, discussions we we had when deciding if we were going to continue with the next phase of the connecting link this year. And when I had the meeting with the CEO and a couple of our engineering and, and roads staff, and we were discussing it, and I I went from both sides in that discussion saying, you know, if we do this, then the province is going to say, well, look, they're doing it themselves uh, without us. When we didn't give them money, do we give them money next year? Um, And and then do we take the approach of, okay, you know what? The road's going to be bad enough. We're going to close the lane and call the province up and say, you got a lane of this highway closed that sees 30,000 people a day. And it's your highway that you should be funding 90% a day. (laughs) Give us a call when you're ready to pay and have it, have it reopened. Um, and and those are, are tough discussions to have. And at the end of the day, we thought that this phase needs to be completed and we go ahead this year. It's not something that we can continue to do year after year and mm-hmm. finance it ourselves. Um, but we're hoping in our discussion with the government when we didn't get our money, they said, you know, we want to clear off a lot of those little projects so that we can focus on the bigger ones in the future. And we understand mm-hmm. Timmins' issue. You've been loud and clear. Uh, and we're hoping to set ourselves up to be able to, to commit to that project in, in the future. So... We're, we're hoping that's going to come to fruition. It sounded nice on the phone, but at the end of the day, until the dollars show up and we can yeah. repair the highway, it doesn't mean much. Yeah. And actually, I remember talking about it with Jill uh, about the. It's crazy how people get so mad at at the municipal uh, level about the roads not getting ready. Yet, you know, these were provincial roads downloaded onto this onto the municipality. Uh, They're given X amount of dollars at the time, but that dollar has been long gone and they still you know if you look at like the net present value of what that dollar was it's nowhere near what it should be right now and you know it's it, and the people you should be mad at is the province or the feds or whoever else whoever you know all the senior levels of government yet the first people who get shat on are going to be your municipal politi- well, politicians of course they're the ones you see every the day you see and, yeah, the ones you know? that come and drink beer in your exactly. basement with you, so. <laughs> speaking of which Jason oh. do, you, do you have any uh, do, I, do you have, have a commercial up. description? I, and Steve, can I get you another beer? 
No, I'm good with the one. <laughs> You're good with the one? Uh, my uh, personal trainer, if she watches the podcast, won't be happy if uh, I have a second. Oh. Gonna, you can give her a plug if you want. <laughs> give her a plug if you want. Who's your personal trainer? Uh, Lisa Trombley. Oh, nice. Okay. Right nice. She's, Actually, got, she's got her work cut out for her. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not the uh, most energetic uh, person to, to endeavor in this. Uh, but to me, well, you got a tough job. A lot of stress and stress. I have a funny story about Lisa Trombley. So. Don't don't get me in any more trouble. No, no trouble. Actually, it was during the last municipal election. I was door knocking, and uh, you know, just doing my thing, knocking on doors, talking to people. And I, I guess I spoke to one individual and said hi to him. gave him my gave him my little pamphlet. You know, say, hey, hope hope you can uh, count on your vote. I guess I I, I didn't get it because I didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, walked away. But then uh, I guess someone drove by and I, I just smiled and I'm like, oh, well, hi, right. you know, just gave gave a wave. And I then get a message on Facebook saying. Hi, uh, I, I guess uh, I, saw, I was driving down the road and I saw some man who looked at me, smiled and waved and drove by and I thought, what a weird person waving at me and just talking to me. Like, who just does that? And then when I got home, I spoke to, I guess, her spouse who said, oh, this guy just knocked on my door and on her door and started talking about, you know, running for election. He was a very nice guy, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, I realized it was you. Sorry about that. Blah, blah, blah. That was Lisa. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. So I guess it's I was... It's a small community. Like, so, so before you go to your commercial, speaking of your door knocking days uh municipal oh. election coming up are you gonna be knocking on doors ah jason the my, my plan as it is is i gotta use those signs again or the wife's gonna beat me <laughs> so i i most likely as of as of now i most likely will probably put my name in will uh, probably, will probably may, run. may run uh so no, leading towards yes uh it all depends on uh, what happens between now and then. Uh, but yeah, I've got to use those signs back up. They were bloody expensive. I did not uh, expect that. <laughs> Jay's campaign song is going to be a Shaftman. May run. May run. There you may go. run. Who will be at Starts Thunder? Yes. Yes, the Shaftman. <laughs> yeah. My old Just man signed. played for band. That's why I was saying that. You know, they played, uh, they, uh, they played hardball to get that contract signed. <laughs> Open Just, for April they line. held out. They're making more than uh, <laughs> Keith Urban. Keith Urban. It's weird. <laughs> weird. No one's outraged about that. <laughs> Jesus. Nobody talked about it until this podcast. <laughs> Broke the news here. <laughs> Wait, can you confirm that? Uh, no? I guess I should put out the announcement of all the additional acts. <laughs> um, I, I believe they've already uh, posted several of the groups that we're adding. We are adding a, a a uh, large contingent of local or regional or people with local ties to be the, the opening acts on each of the nights to hold people over uh, between when the gates open and, and the main acts go on the stage. And the Shaftman is definitely uh, one there of the bands go. that we'll be playing. So before you get a call, we're, no? we're excited no, uh, no. to have them on and uh, see how it goes from from there and uh, put that announcement out with the rest of them in the, the next couple of days. Although there most of them are floating around the social media world <laughs> saying, right. hey, hey, can't wait to be there. <laughs> Yeah, it's, probably, it's the kind of thing that you announce and don't really wait for somebody to announce for you. <laughs> oh yeah, this thing's happening, uh, you know. But we got a show down at the working class. Make sure you get your ass there. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna say this uh, little uh, beer description. Uh, my tongue's getting a little, uh, <laughs> little beer filled. This is pretty. Would you call this malty? That was tasty. It's very tasty. It's actually very flavorful. I'm mm. actually surprised. All right, so this is a. I just grabbed this one. I didn't even know anything about this one. It's a Grainsville or yeah, Granville Island. I'm saying Grains. Dear Lord, I screwed up on the first word. Uh, Grainsville Island Brewing Company out of uh, British Columbia. It's the Lions Winter Ale with some big, beautiful statuesque lions on it. Uh, the commercial description is: Winter is coming, and you're going to like it. With a complex layers of vanilla, 
Coca and caramel are Liars Winter Ale gives you plenty to get warm and cozy with. This brew is nicely balanced, so the sweeter flavors don't overwhelm. You could call it the ultimate winter comfort brew. I know we're almost summer, but it feels like winter today <laughs> with the rain. But tomorrow, hurt, tomorrow, hurt tomorrow, will, tomorrow will fill. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to snow. Uh, you could call it the ultimate winter uh, comfort brew, perfect with cream-based soups and other winter <laughs> comfort foods. Cream-based soups. Yeah. So if you want your uh, your Campbell's uh, cream of mushroom <laughs> and this. All that aside, it was a pretty decent beer. It's flavorful. I'm just, it's got a lot of flavor. Have so you heard of this bit? Like, no, I've, no, I've never heard of Granville Island Brewing. So, usually, uh, for the past like four podcasts, we've all been we've been drinking nothing but full beard stuff. Yeah, now we change it up. Yeah, represent the locals. Yeah. Uh, so that said, what are our ratings? Because we like to give these uh, out of ten ratings. Uh. I'm not sure for a winter ale uh, what what this compares to other ones. I don't know, but I, I really like this taste. I will give it a nine. I actually really enjoy yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's up there and like some of the best beer you've ever drank. Mm-hmm. And yourself, Steve. People probably know I might be a little more critical than Jason, so I'll give it an eight. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real politician's answer. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I feel like the flavors are a little too, I don't know, a little too much. It's too not, much? yeah, it's too sweet. Too sweet. Like, it's like good. a dessert beer. That's the thing I yeah, like about it. Yeah, it's, it, it's good. It's good. I, guess, <laughs> I feel like I'm eating a cream of mushroom soup. I feel like you guys are on polar opposites on this. We are. Yeah. We're polar opposites for a lot of stuff. Jay, Jay yeah. enjoys a lot of the Coors Light uh, offerings. <laughs> hey, if you want to send me any anything <laughs> swag, I will love Coors Light. We, we've said this multiple times on the podcast that How we will it? sell out at any time. Yep, no anytime. one sends a shit. Well, sell out. No, apparently uh, we, we've already sold out to City Hall. <laughs> yes, yes, we've been told this. <laughs> well, we had the first podcast with you. I don't know if you, you read any of the comments that came after that. But it was um, still, to this, this day, our most viewed podcast. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, we, we had the most reach with it. And some of the messages and comments awesome. that we got after that were amazing. <laughs> it was uh, incoherent, <laughs> very incoherent, uh, lack of punctuation. And a lot of um, uh, you know accusations of propag- us being propaganda for City Hall. We're a propaganda arm. That's the one we'll never yeah, forget. Is propaganda arm for City Hall? I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we are going to get our paycheck later. Yes, yes, it's, yes. It's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I've been. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting that City Hall money. <laughs> I, I, I could only wager. I guess where some of them hang out online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I, you know what? I am not a part of that group, but I will frequent it just to go read. And it's just, it's like a social experiment that I get just this schadenfreude type of thing. Where I just love watching it. <laughs> and I, I can't look away. It's fantastic. You know, last time you came on, though, we had talked about like the the whole engaging people back and forth. And you mentioned that, you know what, you had talked to somebody and that was it. You It's like there's no reasoning or arguing with people online. It doesn't work. I've done pretty well. Stop. Yeah. But, but the, I to, will agree. To be fair, yes. to be fair though, <laughs> I, like two days later, he started engaging and then he stopped. <laughs> but 
Daddy stop. You had a bit of a relapse. You fell off the wagon for a second. Sometimes it's hard. And, uh, even even recently, I, I read some of them, and it's hard to not engage. I think some of the most recent ones are with regards to festival sponsors and contracts they have uh, with the city because they give us twenty five hundred dollars. We want to give them million dollar yeah. contracts. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's it, it's bizarre actually to how some people actually think things work and things are processed uh, when most of the time we put things out for tenders or RFPs and the lowest tender wins and that's yeah. how the and contract gets yeah. awarded. Simple as that. It. Um, and council really has no input in deciding who is recommended. They either accept the recommendation or they don't when it comes to the council table. So uh, sometimes it's comical, but I have done much better, especially in the last month or two and absolutely not engaging. Um I think you'd have to go check out the Real Timmons Facebook group. And uh, now uh, the people are running so low on material that they are screenshotting old posts. Old stuff, yeah. And they are reposting it. And the posts are doing, they're cutting. It's like like they missed the engagement. Here's what he said six months ago. Oh, it it was awesome. So many people checked it out. But they're cutting out the first two-thirds of the conversation and putting this section like, look at what he said. Well, he responded to something that was brought up to him. Like, really? And, and what he's saying is, like, first of all, they're saying that's horrible. It's like, well, what he said actually isn't that bad. Like, not, not I don't, I don't know where this, this, this angst and this anger is coming from. It's like, all right, yeah, he, he, he asked this or he mentioned this. I'm waiting for the one person to just kind of piece together, like, like, um, copy paste all these pictures or these letters in different fonts, like go. a ransom letter, <laughs> and it just turns into like it's like Stephen Black, it's a this, Zodiac. Killer. This giant racist rant. <laughs> just ridiculous stuff. Uh, no, it, like people online are insane. And it seems like just the the fact that you don't have to talk to people face to face and you don't have to engage You're them not in like polite right conversation. Now, You're not I've, making friends. You know what? I've no, spent you are, less time. You are definitely the city's propaganda machine right now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in trouble after this one. And to be honest uh, with you, at some point you have to accept they're entitled to their opinion and yeah, entitled to state. A lot of them go way too far and cross the line of mm. freedom oh. of speech and get into libel, libel, slander, and th- course, things like yeah. that. And yeah. um, if I was like others, I'd go ask some lawyers to do some pro bono work or follow up on it. But speaking of that, how's that relationship going? It's it's up and down. <laughs> it is it is what yeah. it is. It is what it is. That's another I thing. I saw he issued an apology. Uh, yes, he for did. that half apology. Well, I mean, half. no, I. It, it is what it is, and that's another one of those things that you you just have to accept. And I've tried to. I mean, we'll have some more discussion, I'm sure, in the near future, <laughs> as when, when integrity commissioners and so forth come in, uh, but. It's been a struggle. It's obviously it's it's really been the one downside to this role. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. People ask me every day if I'm still enjoying my job and still like being mayor and still like the decision that I made. And I do. I love it. I mean, this earlier today, I was at a welcoming for our Syrian refugee family that we brought in, and there's been a lot of good things that have happened in the community, but some of the the stuff and it seems like it's fed from the online someone posts something online and all of a sudden it needs to be a pressing question at council or a pressing pressing question to yeah. email staff yeah. i i've been informed or i have a, on good information that this is what transpired and so you know you saw it on facebook and yeah. you know i it, it it's it's been tedious yeah and, 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 and i've I, tried I, over the last really i'll just say most recent 
few weeks, month to to really just accept it for what it is and start giving as short of answer as I can and not get into the personal stuff back and forth because it doesn't get anywhere. I mean, I... It, but it's fun for us to watch. Yeah, it, it, it is. <laughs> I was telling Jay before uh, before you came on that, uh, you know, when, when there are council meetings and I... I haven't been following them like I should late, lately, but I always check Facebook the next day to see for a Timmons Today article that says, insults hur- hurled, tempers flared, anything with that kind of stuff, then it means I got to go <laughs> I gotta right. go watch it. But I guess that's kind of the stuff you're referring to <laughs> that's making your, li- your life difficult. So I, well, I mean, and, and the thing is, I mean, it's, it's always such little things, you yeah. know? I mean, if I go through the number of little things that we've had issues over this term, there was the fact that I brought my kids to uh, an MRCA meeting and they sat in the next room and colored and came in and asked me a question in the middle of the meeting and then left back out in the room. And there was the fact that uh, me and the CEO authorized staff to move a bench. There was the fact that um, I smiled. There was... (laughs) There's been so many things, and most recently it was the fact that I wore a T-shirt um, <laughs> from a company during a proclamation. And I know what my day-to-day life is and the issues that we're mm. discussing and meeting with investors from China and working on the, the festival and working on industrial oil parks, government applications, uh, legal matters. And it's just tiring to have that as the main focus when things come to council and not be talking the bigger picture how do we develop a youth retention strategy how do we incentivize industry to come locate in timmins um, you know things things like that that we could get what do we do to make our case for an english-based university seeing as we're the only um northern of the five northern regional hub without one um do you feel like there's there's some uh, level to this that because uh, to me I feel like uh, this particular person has taken the mantle of champion of the people, right? You know, questions come to me, I bring those to council, and I urge people to to discuss them, and it's it's important, like you say, right? I, something gets posted online, I have it on good information that so and so was doing this, and blah blah blah, and that person who made the original comment feels validated. Um, I, I feel as though there, you know, it, it's it, it's really. It can weigh you down, but do you feel like the majority of the people in the po- in the population of Timmins are seeing beyond that? Understand that you know what it's it's not about the petty stuff, the petty uh, uh, character attacks, and all of that. It's it's about what you're what you're talking about here, like the strategies that the city's undertaking to to improve the community. It's tough to say, right? Because obviously every person sitting around that table, we all have our different views and our different opinions uh, on issues. And everyone feels they have the support of their supporters behind them. That's why they keep doing what they're doing. They think that's what the people want. I think what I'm doing is what the majority of the people want. Uh, He or they or she or they think (laughs) just so we're all inclusive here. (laughs) He or they or she or they. (laughs) do what they believe their supporters and the people want. And I'm sure they sure. get it on because people who support that mentality are drawn to those individuals who represent that mentality sure. around the table. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they hear on a frequent basis from everyone in the community who feels we can't trust 
anyone there or we need to do this and we're wasting money here they, they hear from those people and keep up the good work uh, you know yeah, run, yeah. run for yeah. mayor in 2018 I hope they all do um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. and then fun. on the flip side I, I get stopped on a frequent basis by people I don't know and people in the community that say you know Steve I don't know how you have the patience you do sitting yeah. around the table on a Monday night or I don't know how you put up with what you do and the thing is, Monday nights is only part of it. You know, the back and forth, and I accept, and I've accepted in emails that I contribute to some of the back and forth between us too. And I've stepped over the line in some of the comments I make when I get frustrated about the issues that are being mm-hmm. discussed through emails as well. Mm-hmm. Um, guilty as charged, and I'm sorry, and it's not going to take me a long time to, 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 to say it. It's just a point of how frustrated it is, and I've had... Members of council, say, Steve, we see it's getting to you now. It's frustrating you. You just need to ignore it. Just let it go. Let them do whatever they want and just move on and keep doing what you're doing. There's a mm-hmm. lot of good things going on in the community, a lot of changes that when they're out on the, the streets, they hear positive things about what we're doing and positive things that are going on about the city. And I, I get stopped every day and people tell me how excited they are or, you know, we really want this or keep going with this. It's good to see some change and some proactive change in the city and some work being done on our connecting link and and our roadways so uh, i'm sure they get feedback from the opposite side as well and at the end of the day you only really know which the majority of the population supports when it comes to election day and one or the other is sitting there next term or both or neither Mm -hmm. um then you know how the people judge what you've done this term how they feel right and i can just say i love 90 percent of what i do in this role 90 percent it does that 10 percent of going to council (laughs) meetings and having this back and forth political because that's what most of it is is political based and political gesturing you can make your point you can be against something and when the vote is done you need to accept it i mean Mm -hmm. how many times have we had questions or or issues raised about the festival the festival Mm -hmm. was approved six months ago yeah i mean if i go scroll and you can scroll through i guarantee you won't see one post on that individual's page saying hey this is going to be a great event in our community (laughs) uh go go and go and buy your tickets at at this location and you would think any city councillor uh, of a community hosting this style of event, whether they supported the event or not, now that it's moving forward, yep. would want to take those opportunities yeah. and, and promote it and encourage ticket sales and encourage people they know to support and get out of it. And I've heard quite the, uh, I've seen the opposite where there's posts, you know, saying, I'll be on the fence with the other people that won't be in attendance yeah. on the, on the, uh, so that, that's, that's the tiring portion of it is there's no, I had, as I mentioned last time, I had many heated debates with Councillor Duty or others around the table last mm. term. And at the end yeah. of the night, we always said, you know, good debate, smiled, have a good night. And we went home and the issue was done. It was voted on. It was over. And if a subcomponent of that issue came back to the table to support with the city moving ahead of it, you supported it because that's the direction the city's going. Mm-hmm. If, if you're throwing a festival and you have a vote mm-hmm. on having portable toilets at the mm-hmm. festival... You vote in favor vote because in you favor. want portable toilets at yes. your festival because it would be illegal not to have them there. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. I've, I've mentioned this many times where I've, the thing, yeah, sure, yeah, give me that. Uh, where I've, I've argued this and, and said, like, okay, I understand you guys are not for, you know, some of these people might not be for this uh, festival. You've made your vote loud and clear. The vote has been done. It's over. The fact that every time there's a, a subsequent vote about this thing, you vote no just because you are in opposition of this event. 
Oh, goes for the water. To, to be uh, honest, though, the, uh, but there was, I think, at one point, a unanimous vote in favor of the festival, and that was the the most relieving day of my my life. I forget what the issue was, but finally, it was you know we need to support this, <laughs> and it's, it's happening, and everyone voted in favor, and I thought, wow, things might be changing. <laughs> but I just find it's crazy that it's all right. It's they some of these people have created the the atmosphere where. Now that there's a vote coming up, they're saying no right away, and they go into the why we should not be having this event, and I find that that just, instead of them inputting on, you know, portable toilets where they might have, like, you know what, have we considered this, have we considered that, they don't bring that up, and they might have valid points. They do not do it. It does not come up. So, and they're going to say no, so everyone else who might have wanted to say something, say, you know what, I'm just going to vote yes, I don't want to get part of this, because it creates this atmosphere of animosity that there's nothing growing, there's nothing coming up from these discussions, which has always driven me nuts, and you're kind of saying things that uh, kind of emphasize Well, everybody gets frustrated by that. I remember we talked to Noella. Uh, yep. She she was our, our first po- political guest to come on, and she uh, she talked about the exact same thing. And just first people that is very true. Yeah. Yes, one of the few. We haven't had a whole lot of ladies on the podcast, which we get yelled at by our wives. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's all kind of hum. But um, no, she she was saying the exact same things uh, that you know people just felt like a it was deflating and that the community is not moving forward and and it was starting to affect the people around the table and obviously that that's the case. But I I don't know. I I've got high hopes the future that things you know uh everybody who's who's around there really believes in what they're doing for the community and uh you know is not going to get brought down by the negative well and and even to that like i do think all eight people that sit around that table with me do what they perceive as the community Mm -hmm. wanting yeah and that is the perception of a couple is that there's this vast majority that are opposed to the festival i don't get that when i go out Seeing 10,800 tickets sold in Timmins, I don't get the same feedback. I mm-hmm. do know there's people out there that disagree that we should have done this or that it should have been to this extent, and that that's fine. But people have come around, and, I mean, 10,800 people who have bought tickets in Timmins, that's 2,300 people more than voted for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. That's so a good way to look at it. I think I had former Mayor Vic Power in my office one day, and he was asking me about the uh, festival and you know, whether it was going to break even and my thoughts on it. And he says, well, what, what kind of feedback are you getting? And I said, well, Vic, the best feedback I can give you is that 10,800 people in Timmins have, have bought tickets, and that's more than elected me as mayor. So I said, there's obviously a good number of people that support it as well. People people um, are happy. The counter them. side will say, well, that leaves 30,000 people that haven't bought tickets. <laughs> so the, All the, those the, kids. All, anyone, anyone who hasn't bought tickets isn't supporting it. So, <laughs> I mean, you, you can never win that dynamic, right? And I, I believe that... Fundamentally, all eight honestly believe that they're taking the right approach and they're fighting for the things that mm-hmm. should be fought for. Just after spending four years with a council that was a completely different dynamic and didn't fight about the little issues and, and tried to focus on, on getting through the items on the agenda. And I mean, I remember before the CEO retired, he told me in the first year he had more emails from this council than he did the entire last term. That's a statement of the interaction going on behind the scenes and the constant request for reports or information behind the scene that doesn't come through the proper channels of which being, isn't isn't a bad thing i guess in a way but it's it does kind of bog shit down or is it collusion oh Jason? there yeah. you go <laughs> yeah why are you wearing that There's t-shirt why were you wearing that t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> i see you have a northern college pin on i do 
It's their fiftieth anniversary of the show. That's right. Yeah, uh, my father-in-law uh, has just retired from uh, teaching at Northern College. So uh, no, that it, um, that 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 was another uh, the the whole Northern College uh, trailer site there debate that that went on. That was a that was a whole other event that that really. And they, well, they were they withdrew their application. So well, they did. And at the end of the day, there, there's no hotel on that end of town. So our shuttle stop was going to be at Northern College to allow people booking to to stay at Northern College to get to the festival site. I don't know what the planned shuttle is is for that side, but you'd have businesses, the malls across the street that would have had visitors and so forth in, in supporting it. And I understand some of the concerns that were raised, and some of them with how the notice. Um, went out encompassing the entire property instead of the, the parking lot. But again, um, well, I'm going to say something that you're probably not going to say, but I feel like people need to fucking deal because like, Steve, will you say that? <laughs> no, word for word. He, he is right. I will not say that. <laughs> Cause honestly, like when, when I hear somebody complain and, and I watched that city council meeting, and you, you don't, you know, you can tune out for this part if you want. But when I watched that council meeting and, uh, people were complaining about, uh, potential for smoke coming over the highway and into the the yards of uh, the people behind Porcupine Mall, this is this is a whole not in my backyard uh, syndrome. This whole idea that people like, oh, you know what? Like this would they probably would have no problem with this if it was at the other end of town or if it was somewhere else. Like if you're mildly inconvenienced for an event this large that's going on in Timmins, I think. You just need to like suck it up. Just suck, suck it, it up. up, really, really. You know, and and I feel but like think there, of the there's children, no Corey. Okay, but that that was a different argument. <laughs> you know, like so regardless, the think argument, of the children. There are so many Not hypotheticals about people relieving themselves in front of kids and like, like what? Who doesn't do that? <laughs> no, but I I just felt like a lot of this stuff was imagined. And it, you know they're, yeah. they're they're thinking of every possible thing that could potentially happen, not realizing that. Uh, I, and, and I don't know what the plan is for having the, those sites secured, or if there's security kind of coming around or, or or anywhere, right? But I would assume that there's there's going to be some some level of su- not supervision, but making sure that that people aren't you know doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Like if I if I was to relieve myself in a creek when, when there's a school when when there's kids outside playing uh, playing at school like the cops would be called and but Corey, you know, they'd be like hey, this guy's just just doing this right but Corey like what if there else? was full fledged drunken orgies during a day. What, what would you do about that? What if it happened? So, no, egg on your face. You, you guys, are, you guys yeah. are digressing quickly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. What if that happens? At, at the end, Don't you look a fool. At the end of the day, yeah. I mean, there was some valid concerns in, in the arguments made. Um, and then there was some what-if hazardous scenarios of people emptying their trailer somehow from the parking lot into the lake and... And, and things like that. Um, that at the end of the day, it was just easier. We had enough people volunteering sites and enough prospects in the line to to move on to the next one and and not go through that uh, being championed how it was championed. 
Um, and at the end of the day, I respect it. I also was called from some businesses who said, you know, we wanted that there. You know, it would have been great, yeah. great, great to have 40, 50, 60 families staying across the street from our businesses. That restaurant that, that's uh, opened up. So, in, uh, yep. in so you, you, you get both mall. sides, and obviously it's a big event. Some communities and that throw on these festivals pass an exemption to their bylaw and let people camp in whatever driveway <laughs> places and people rent out their driveways to camp. People rent out their front yards to camp. And I thought that was going to happen. And you get, Honestly. you get things like that going on in some of the communities. So, but in their first or second year, it probably wasn't embraced like that either. It takes time to develop these things and uh, takes time right. for people to adjust and people's natural instinct does fall to the, what if, yeah. how bad could this be versus, what it, what is it actually going to be and what benefits are there from it so I, I respect that there was some concerns in that area and we were able to accommodate so it was fine it was frustrating during the time but you're a very uh, life moves on fair person uh, I try to be <laughs> yeah. Corey and I not so much no no we, we don't extend that much goodwill to people and yeah, uh, but you do make a point like people who who aren't used to these festival environments and don't really understand that it's you know pretty self-controlled um they they just think of this as chaos, right? Like people well, are going to be all over the place and it's going to be a bunch of party animals just burning the goddamn place down. And I think when you look at some festivals that do have the on-site camping and whatnot, it is a big party for the week and it's self-contained to that site and whatnot, but when you're breaking people up into, you know, groups of 30 campers of families coming in from all different cities and whatnot uh, i don't think it was going to be what it was made out to be but yeah. we were very capable of accommodating elsewhere and we still have plenty of rv sites left uh, that may not end up being required so at the end of the day it wasn't a major issue from a, a festival perspective so we were happy to move on and if that made the residents in that area a little happier and a little more supportive of what was coming than <laughs> then so, so be it all the better right well on that note we are coming up on the two hour mark another long podcast with our mayor we always got a lot to talk to you i wasn't about. here for the full two no, hours no that's <laughs> true we did, we did about a half hour without you we just talked shit on you for like half an hour before this <laughs> but uh that said um where can people go and get some more information anybody who hasn't gotten their stars and thunder tickets uh, where can they go and get their tickets? Can they order them online still? Is- yeah, so you can either uh, go to City Hall and buy your tickets uh, in person on the first floor at City Hall, or you can go to starsandthunder.com, and there's a link to the ticketing site uh, from there. And we also have the uh, festival T-shirts that are now on sale, so people oh. can go uh, on online and get their T-shirts. And there's a very limited number of T-shirts available, so uh, I would encourage people to get their T-shirts sooner than later if they want one. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, also, people can follow you on social media, uh, but you're staying very low-key these days. I'm still on social media. I try and avoid some of the other pages uh, and engaging like I have uh, previously. Um, Most recently, there was a nice post about uh, visiting the uh, SK class uh, by the father uh, of the child who invited me. Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went and I made a comment on that one just saying thanks, and it was my my pleasure. But other than that, I try and stay off the other people's pages, (laughs) and most of the people uh, can't be on my page that just want to be there and be negative and criticize. So just at the end of the day, i got more important things to worry about than someone who wants to... uh, Swear, curse, yeah. or, or, or complain. I gotta work myself onto the uh, onto the ban list yeah. of Steve Black's. Yeah, I'm gonna get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. All right. Well, Jason, make, make for a long four years next term if you're there. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, Jason, do you have any words of wisdom to sign us off on uh, this podcast? He doesn't. He's just like, oh, Absolutely not. Don't. Absolutely not. I got nothing. Uh, was it? No, I think he gave the liquor before beer. You're in the clear, right? Yeah. I get okay. That well, on that one, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're we're hoping to get these done a little bit more regularly now. <laughs> we're gonna get back on the wagon and uh, and start churning out some uh, some good podcasts for you guys. So uh, keep uh, sub- uh, make sure you've subscribed if you haven't subscribed, and uh, keep liking us and sharing us all over uh, social media. All right. So uh, on that note. Cheers. 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 Have yourself a great week. Thanks a lot for coming in, Steve. My pleasure.